0: Welcome to the there? podcast. We are back. A playoff victory edition. As you can tell, I lost my voice. Eighteen stadium, AT&T stadium was rocking. 49ers do pull it out. 23 to 17 in Dallas. What a win, Leo. I've never been to a playoff game ever. And it's probably the greatest football experience I've had in a long time.
1: Wow, I'm shocked you uh, haven't been to a playoff game uh, because I went in 2019 when the 49ers hosted the Minnesota Vikings, and I, you know, at one point I did get kind of, kind of nervous because it was seven-seven. But I think, as far as an experience factor, you probably got m- more bang for your buck in Dallas in Jerry World, despite what the ticket prices were, uh, because it, <laughs> it literally gave you everything. It gave you a 49ers quick lead. It it gave you a 49ers big 23 to seven lead just to have the Cowboys to have a chance at the end and yet blow it. And the 49ers victory. Um, So that game gave you literally everything. So you probably got more bang for your buck, but at the end of the day, all we cared about was the result and Hey, maybe you and I should attend more playoff games. And it seems like it's working out for this team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That game gave me uh, a heart attack, gave me anxiety. I probably had an ulcer. My brain hurt. My heart hurt. Uh, everything possible that was going through everyone's everyone's mind. And when if you weren't watching the game in the stadium at home, uh, it was it was all there. You go up quick. You, you score. You jump on them. Um, defense all over the place. Tomiko Ryan deserves his flowers. He deserves a ton of credit for that performance of the defense on Sunday. Um, Kyle Shanahan, opening drive, scheming it up. Jimmy Garoppolo, first half. Jimmy Garoppolo was really good. The run game was there. The receiver was doing their thing. It was just a full team effort. Uh, Robbie Gold was clutch. Nails, really, for all his field goals. Um, and it's just, it's just sweeter when you beat Dallas, right? Like, we talked about it last week. Who do you dislike the most? And Dallas is right there. And to be in Jerry World, surrounded by all the white, Although my section was full of red, which was it wasn't as packed as it was in twenty fourteen of Niner fans, but there was the the Four fans were well represented. We were, were well represented on Sunday, uh in the victory. It's just good to have a playoff win, man. Like they needed this playoff win. Kyle Shanahan needed this playoff win. Now you're three and one in the playoffs. You have a road playoff win in a tough environment, right? against a good opponent but i wasn't buying the good opponent with dallas i thought they were fraudulent i thought they could be had and they the niners played bully ball the cowboys didn't like the term bully ball all week which is something they they made up themselves because no one said it um but if you're gonna talk the way they were talking you better back it up and they weren't able to the 49ers were able to run the ball for 169 yards on 37 carries. You had five sacks on Dak Prescott. It was just a—the Niners bullied the Dallas Cowboys, and I could not be happier about it.
1: You know what? I'm glad that you brought up that bully ball because that that's kind of all I heard last week was bully ball, bully ball— yeah, that's not something we said all season. We didn't say bully ball all year long. And then all of a sudden, Dallas comes and they're talking about bully ball. You guys created that narrative and you build your own grave within that narrative, essentially. Um, Micah Parsons, hell of a player, but I, I I seen him, you know, at times. He was non
0: existent. Just say it. He was yeah, non existent.
1: I've seen him at times very non existent. Yeah, I thought you bullied the bullies, man. I, I thought that's what you did out there. I I know in your hometown of Pennsylvania Hobby you guys did. I know I know you guys did. I yeah, Harrisburg's not.
0: Harrisburg's not about and, that.
1: <laughs> and and so that's what I found funny about it. Now, I don't think that the Cowboys were a fraudulent opponent because they, they do have really, really good players. Um, do I do I think this was an opponent that the 49ers could have and should have dominated? Yes, I do think that. I think that where, where this had matched up, I think the 49ers were obviously favored to win this game, no matter what Vegas said. That's why it was only a point or it was a three point spread because Cowboys were at home and they're the home team in the playoffs. So Vegas said, Yeah, sure, or else it would have been an even line. And, and it didn't
0: budge. It didn't budge all week either. It didn't move, it stayed three. No.
1: Not not at all. It it did not care whether Trent Williams was playing or not. Uh even with Trent Williams up in the air, it was still basically giving an even line. That that shows you what they thought about the 49ers versus the Cowboys in this one. And um in this matchup, it's just yeah, the Cowboys have Dak Prescott, which he did not play well, but I thought he was, you know, a good quarterback, had the most passing touchdowns in Dallas Cowboys history. Hey, you know, that's cool and all. Uh, Tony Pollard's a good player, CeeDee Lamb, notice how I didn't say Zeke, uh, Mari Cooper, um, so they do have talent, they do have talent, They and they could turn over the ball on the other end, their defensive line is pretty good, um, so I don't think it was a fraudulent, like, they didn't go out there and play the Philadelphia Eagles, they didn't, the 49ers had a tougher test than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did, and so I I expected of the 49ers to win, I predicted the 49ers to win, and while this wasn't a matchup that beat San Francisco, I think it was a good matchup to lead them into green Bay to where they're not, you know, black and blue essentially towards going to where it's gonna hurt their next matchup. So that's what I liked about this one. Um, but shout out to the 49er fans, because I, I saw polls all season long saying, who do you want to play more? And the percentage on every single one of those polls, um, when it came to the playoffs, everyone wanted the Cowboys more than they wanted the Cardinals, the Rams, or the Buccaneers. And something I thought to myself was like, no way the Cardinals beat the 49ers three times in one season. Give me the Cardinals. Yet people wanted, the the 49er fans really, really wanted the Cowboys. And you know what? That exactly shows you why they wanted this Cowboys team. Because while they may be this high number one offense team, they can't hang, man. They can't hang. You punch them in the jaw, they, they cannot hang. And I said it last week on this podcast. Last week, if you were with us last week. Watch out for the Cowboys and their penalties. Walk, they gave up over 1,100 yards in penalties. They had over 25 more penalties than the 49ers on the year. And what happened? Yet, if you ask a Cowboy fan, they say the refs were against us. No! This is, this is your team all year long. This You guys did this all year long, and you're surprised it happened in the playoffs? You're surprised it happened in the playoffs. Come on, man. And there was plenty of more that wasn't called. So don't give me it was the refs. Your team is just soft and undisciplined. How do you have a soft and undisciplined team? Make it make sense. Like, usually if you're undisciplined, it's because you, you're tough. You just, you know, you like to grind things out. You want it the hard way. No, y'all, you, you, you guys are... Built like toilet paper but you're undisciplined it, it makes no sense to me and and I, i'm just so happy that i i waited 27 years for this matchup because last time these two teams played i was one years old in the playoffs that is and so i essentially waited my whole life for this you know to become a reality 49ers cowboys in the playoffs and i i couldn't have it any other way that was i hit up all my cowboy fan you know homeboys that are cowboy fans and it's just you know had they had to take one on the chin because we waited so long for this and it feels good because you know it all week it, the media was just you know cow cowboys 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 and n- now we could just stop hearing about them
0: listen uh the cowboys are frauds they are fraudulent i'm just gonna say it That was a fraudulent team. They're
1: a good. No, No, they're they're fraudulent. They're a good opponent. They're not frauds. They're good opponents. They're just soft. They're a great matchup for the 49ers, but they're a good opponent.
0: Okay, fine.
1: Terribly managed team. Terribly managed team as well. They're the Aaron Boone New York Yankees. That's what they are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Aaron Boone New York. Oh, sorry, sorry. We don't talk about Aaron
0: Boone. When I say fraudulent, we dug into the numbers during the week. You can check my Twitter feed. Um, the Dallas Cowboys averaged 40 points per game against the NFC East in six wins. They averaged 26 points per game versus everybody else. Dallas points per game differential plus 22 versus the NFC East plus 3.6 points versus everyone else. The 49ers held this vaunted and... High-powered offense to 17 points. On the year, when you put everything together for the Cowboys, they were 31.2 points per game, number one in the NFL, 407 yards per game. That's their average on the season. D'Amico Ryans in this defense punched them in the face. 17 points, 307 total yards. The 49ers' pass rush without a Nick Bosa 31 pressures, 31 pressures. Nick Bosa went out. They had 25 pressures once Nick Bosa went out. So Dak was pressured 25 out of 52 times, 6 for 17, an interception, 71 yards, and a passer rating of 24.4. This is a fraudulent team from head coach to owner down.
1: That's fair. I'll give you that because, you know, something I did say out there is uh, last week on the pod as well, besides the penalties, is the magic number was 20 in this game. You get 21st downs. Since week 8, the Cowboys were 1-4. The one win was against the Eagles' B team. 49ers went out there, got 21, 21 first downs, and they got the victory. So that makes them 1-5 since week 8 and the one win, once again, Eagles' B team. So I was keeping track of that thing. They were at 13 at halftime, and I was telling myself, oh, seven more and it's a dub. Seven more and it was a dub. They got they got one extra just, just to make me satisfy. They went out and picked up 21 and look what happened. 49ers win. So when you when you break down the the stats within the Cowboys, as well as what your eyes tell you, what your brain tells you, made you realize that this Cowboys team could have been had and that's exactly what happened and a lot of it i I, shout out to you guys and i'm saying you javi because the the 49er fans that also showed up taking over dallas dallas is the number one of worth franchise according to forbes for like the 20th straight year yet yet their stadium can be taken over by the 49ers their rival and they let their rival Seattle Seahawks don't even let, you know, fans don't let that happen when their team's good. Seattle Seahawks fans don't let that happen when their team is good. And yet the Dallas Cowboys do. That that just showed you, you know, hey, I'll say it. Is is Cowboys fan base fraudulent too?
0: Correct. Yes, I'll say it. My Twitter is <laughs> you, open. I, I have no <laughs> love for the Cowboys. I do not care. Uh, It is very funny to see a fan base talk so much when they haven't reached an NFC championship game in 26 years. Leo, I'm 35. So most of my life, they have been atrocious. They haven't gone past the first round. what maybe twice. Colin Kaepernick still has more playoff wins than the Dallas Cowboys. Kaepernick has four playoff wins. The Cowboys have three okay. in that same time frame. So, yes, for the America's team to be so mediocre, like enough, knock it off. You're not who you used to, you used to be before. So this is a little bit more of a passionate uh, thing for me. I just dislike the Cowboys so, so much. Um, that it was a plus to me. So every time I saw something on Twitter where the Niners, Cowboys fans are talking mess, whatever, uh, there was one somebody was talking about how the, the Niners could be had in the run game on defense.
1: The cap. Cap.
0: So <clears throat> they brought up the Arizona Colt McCoy game when most of our guys are banged up. <clears throat> but since since that game, uh, the Niners held the Rams to 52 the Jags to 54, the Vikings to 67, Seattle was 146. You you add in that 73-yard fake punt, you subtract that. We know the number. It's it's under 100. Bengals, 86, Falcons, 62, Titans, 90, Texans, 86, Rams, 64, and the Cowboys had a whopping 77 yards of rushing offense. So, no, the 49ers' rush defense could not be had by this fraudulent team the Cowboys who were 6 and 0 against the NFC East and 6 and 5 against everybody else so barely over 500 against 6 good and teams. 6 now they're 6 and 6 against anyone else outside of the NFC East the least division in NF- in the NFL so put them anywhere else they're not going to be a good team they're poorly managed defensively, offensively. Coaching, the mistakes on were just atrocious. How do you have you call a fake punt? Awesome. Cool. You got it. But do you really think Kyle Shanahan is that stupid to call a timeout? Like that's what they were trying to do. You got a first down. Why would Kyle call a timeout? What is defense already on the field?
1: they also subbed out guys anyways like it's the special teams of the cowboys didn't even know what was going on because the guys came off the field so the 49ers like all right yeah we're going to go ahead and sub the defense because they went ahead and subbed as well so it, it i like i said this is terrible terrible managed team
0: the niners they just you know they're also flawed too right they have their issues um defense was not one of them the niners offense in the second half became very stagnant uh, a lot of that had to do with the quarterback play And it's we have news now that Jimmy Garoppolo has a sprained shoulder along with a UCL tear in his thumb, so who knows if that affected his throwing? Um, But it's something that I think we should be concerned about going forward against Green Bay. Like, okay, cool, you had this fast start, but you got to finish it strong, right? You can't just rely on the defense to hold you. The Packers aren't the Cowboys. The Packers can score. The Packers are a little bit more well-rounded, I would say, as a team. You also have Aaron Rodgers. This is what I saw with the quarterback play is why I I feel Jimmy Garoppolo won't be back next year because there was too many bad throws. There was too many mistakes. Um, You couldn't put anybody away. Like you had Brandon Ayuk wide open. You got to hit that one, right? The interception to, you know, with Sherfield, put it in his numbers, not over above his head. Like those are the things that are going to hurt you. We got lucky with an incomplete pass with Kittle where the ball hits the ground. Otherwise, that could have been a major fumble. You flip the script. The Cowboys had just scored off your turnover. Um, so there's just a whole bunch of things there that need to be cleaned up on offense going into this Green Bay game, especially second-half offense. We talked about early in the year, first-half offense sucked, but second-half offense has been good. Lately, first-half offense is good. Second half offense is shaky. So that's gotta be correct. You need it we need a complete game from Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if we're gonna, if we're gonna get it, because the last complete game we got from Jimmy was during the you know four game stretch. But there were some bad teams mixed in there. The Jags aren't very good. The Falcons aren't very good. You know, you have to get um you gotta get a little bit more out of your quarterback. And hopefully Jimmy can push through this injury. Or they may have to lean on trey, maybe i don't I don't know if they're going to I doubt it, um, but second half offense has to be corrected.
1: I agree one hundred percent with you because when looking back at that Green Bay game, they had seven points in the entire first half, and that was the touchdown right before the half the trey lance uh where he rushed that in, and you know Trent Williams ate up Eric Stokes when he pulled out to the left side. And looking at this Dallas game, it was so close that it was in the end because they scored seven points in the whole second half. So what the 49ers got to do in order to advance past Green Bay, they cannot score only seven points in either half, whether it's the first half or the second half. They gotta score more than, than seven points because like you said, you know Green Bay is going to get theirs. I don't expect the 49ers to have a 27 or excuse me, 23 to 7 lead in the fourth quarter against the Green Bay Packers. This game's gonna going to be a lot closer. It, the 49ers final four drives put up zero points, three points, or excuse me, three punts and an interception. So um, second half offense or first half offense, whatever it may be, you gotta put up double digits each and every single time because there's only going to be a certain amount of opportunities that the defense is going to save for you and that's what they did against the the Dallas Cowboys here
0: you know the frustrating part about the offense was Jimmy Garoppolo was sacked zero times zero sacks you have to muster some more points that you needed to get at least seven If you get seven literally the last three minutes of the game do not exist that last three minutes of stress doesn't exist because your defense did their job um Nick Bosa is going to go through concussion protocol so hopefully he's cleared by Saturday and Fred Warner did tweet out that he is okay for those of you who are wondering uh we will find out more on the Bosa situation on Wednesday when the team gets back for practice um I will say this the Packers are very good on offense but what has been their Achilles heel the last two three seasons is their defense According to Football Outsiders, their DVOA on defense is 22nd. 22nd. And they're 32nd on special teams. Whereas you look at the 49ers, on offense they're 5th, 7th, and then special teams is 26th. So, um, you know, we have our flaws with special teams, but we are more far more balanced on offense and defense as a team as opposed to the Packers who are very offensive-driven. Uh,
1: and when you look at that Green Bay matchup, because everyone's going to look at that first matchup. Um, honestly, you could look at it, but most of it you're going to throw out the window. Because there is game changers that's now on the 49ers offense and defense that was not available or did not play in that first initial matchup. They Elijah Mitchell did not suit up. Juwan Jennings didn't have a target, and now he's, you know, money on third down and as well as a run blocker. You had Ambry Thomas, who didn't play a single defensive snap that game. And you didn't have Charles Menhu, who was the 49ers' best pass rusher that game against the Dallas Cowboys this past Sunday. So you have big, big time game changers for the 49ers that that you do have available for this matchup now against the Dallas Cowboy or excuse me Green Bay Packers and do I expect the 49ers to run the ball against the Packers once again 21 times for only 67 yards 21 times for does that happen to this absolutely not that is not going to happen to this team again and so I expect a much closer contest and I I would not be surprised if the 49ers come out of Green Bay with this win but I will guarantee that they cover the five and a half points here.
0: Yeah. As it stands, the 49ers are a five and a half point underdog. Um, my biggest question is how does Jimmy Garoppolo play in the cold? He has a thumb injury. Uh, he now has a shoulder sprain, cold weather, the frozen tundra. Uh, by all reports, Sunday is supposed to be about four to five degrees in green Bay, probably get a little bit colder, might be some snow. So that's a big thing, right? That's the weather may have an impact on this game. I, I wouldn't, Put it past, uh, put it past
1: it. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo on his attempts, it's usually going to.
0: Three degrees, Leo. You want to go?
1: It's going to be around 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. All his pass attempts. It's going to be over the middle, a lot of it. And if things bode well, it's the 49ers rushing attack that's winning this game for the 49ers. Not Jimmy Garoppolo's arm in the cold. Not his shoulder. Not his thumb. It's going to be the 49ers rushing offense with Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel. Um, So I I don't think that'll have much effect on this outcome of the game. Now, if you were in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense where Tom Brady, you know, loves to throw downfield now. um, It's not the New England Tom Brady where a lot of things are vertical or even Patrick Mahomes offense where you like to take a lot of those vertical shots, maybe you know the wind chill or something hangs up a football up there and, and gives green Bay's defense an opportunity then yeah I could I could see that as a possibility but for a 49ers offense that don't essentially take those straight step back drop backs and throw it deep I, I don't think it's gonna be a much of a big deal for for the offense here
0: well I like our chances in running the game running the ball because I'm just now looking up the numbers um, the green Bay Packers rush defensive DVOA is 28th in the NFL 28th so that bodes well for Elijah Mitchell to me this might be a Jeff Wilson game right you, you might want to do 35 40 rushes
1: this the Green Bay Packers were third they gave up uh, they were 30th in yards per attempt 30th so they were third even though they played the 49ers and gave up what three yards per carry in that first matchup in week three and this team still finished 30th in yards per attempt, this, this is going to be Cowboys' week all over, but I think the Cowboys had a better defensive front. And while De- Devondre Campbell's a good player, he's he's not as sideline a sideline as Micah Parsons, even though Micah Parsons looked non existent for most of the game. It, you got to like this matchup, round two. Once again, it was Trey Sermon out there for the 49ers offense. It wasn't Elijah Mitchell. Debo Samuel wasn't getting the run at running back like he is now. I expect a different 49ers team this go-around.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, that week three game was just a little weird because the 49ers are like, I shouldn't say the 49ers, but I think like Kyle Shanahan was still trying to figure out how to use Trey, how to manage this locker room, how to... We talked about it. The team lacked an identity, right? After that Green Bay game, we kind of started talking about it. There was an identity issue here. We'll get back to running the football is what they did against the Rams, and that's how they finally got their mojo back. Um, so I, I I expect a different result this week. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost, but I part of me is like, you know what? We should win this game. And the NFL is probably drooling over a ta- Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo NFC title game, right? That's that's TV ratings right there. Um, how do the Niners win against Green Bay like they always have? Pressure, 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 pressure. I think this defensive line is far more aggressive and dominant than they were in Week Three. They are more cohesive. They all stay Maintained their rush lanes. Charles Amenhiu uh was a was a middle, you know, trade deadline uh acquisition for a sixth rounder. That's all it cost to 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 acquire him. Tyron Smith of the Cowboys had 11 pressures allowed on the season. 11. He allowed 7 on Sunday. 5 of them came from Charles Amenhiu. 5 from Charles Amenhiu and 2 sacks. Or one and a half sacks, however you want to grade it. So the Niners are getting contributions from just random guys. DJ Jones has been on a tear. Jordan Willis is useful. Eric Armstead has had a monster three week straight. Um, so this defensive line is playing much better. Aziz, Greenlaw, Fred, they should all be cleared and ready to go. Defensively, this 49ers team should be able to stop the Green Bay Packers' run attack. rush attack. I still worry about the passing because it is Devon. Devonte Adams um, and Aaron Rodgers. So it's just a matter of figuring out how to stop those two guys, which is nearly impossible at times. But if you're getting pressure up front, then you're forcing Aaron Rodgers to play a game he doesn't want to play. And he does not like pressure. We've seen what happens with Aaron Rodgers under pressure. Can the Niners maintain this pace? They've had 10 sacks in two games and over 50 pressures in two games. 27 versus the uh, Rams and 31 uh, versus uh, the Cowboys on Sunday. So can they maintain that pace? I sure hope so because I kind of need this NFC title game in my life.
1: They only had seven pressures against Green Bay week three, and they only had one person, which is Nick Bosa, the obvious, that had more than one pressure in that game with only one sack, that being Eric Armstead. Uh although it was probably the quickest time of release that Aaron Rodgers had in his career for some time now. Um, I, I think I saw since the past four to five years, that was the quickest time of release that Aaron Rodgers had in his career for those past four to five years. Um, so he was getting the ball out quick. That was their formula. While well, you know, that worked for them. Let, let's not ignore Like I said, they didn't have Ambry Thomas available that game. And K-1, KK, left early for the 49ers that game. So a lot of it was D'Amador Lenore and Josh Norman out there. Well, Lenore gave up four receptions on four targets, gave up a touchdown. Josh Norman gave up a touchdown. Um, How about the one corner that's still going to be out there that faced the Packers week three is Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley played fantastic. He had an NFL passer rating on on his targets of 59.7 that's aaron Rodgers targeting emmanuel mosley so do i think aaron is going not want to tag emmanuel mosley much this week probably not so it's going to be a big test for ambry thomas but with norman and and D'Amador lenore giving up a touchdown each i don't think it get much worse than that aaron Rodgers didn't have an incompletion when he targeted Diamondor lenore so plus like i said you get kk back Charles Menehue, Nick Bosa, he is definitely more fine tool than week three Nick Bosa. So I do expect to see the 49ers create more than seven pressures this game. And that was also D'Amico Ryan's just third game overall as a defensive coordinator. And he's facing uh, Aaron Rodgers. Now he's definitely went through it. He's faced a lot of good quarterbacks this season faced a mobile Dak Prescott since that was kind of the narrative under Robert Sala was mobile quarterbacks giving this team fits. Well, breaking news, mobile quarterbacks give every team fits. That's why the 49ers drafted Trey Lance. So um, it's obviously going to be creating the pressure that's going to affect the outcome of the defensive productivity. But when you look at it, 49ers added more pass rush. Jordan Willis was also a guy they didn't have available week three. So, um, the 49ers have more guys. They, have, they basically have more bullets in the chamber at this point. Yeah, the 49ers have a lot more to pull from.
0: Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be cold. I'm just more worried about the cold weather. I know Jimmy doesn't throw the ball very far, but, um, you know, I'm getting old, man. It was cold yesterday. Like, my knee started hurting.
1: My back was hurting. Hey, we're, the, the 49ers' defense were in the bottom three on targets outside the numbers. So if it's being cold and it's affecting that much, I, I know it's Aaron Rodgers he has been there for a long time. Um, maybe a, a certain little wind, wind change of direction can help out the 49ers in this one.
0: Uh, that's the hope. They're, they're going to need a little bit of help here. Um, Aaron Rodgers seems to be on a tear. Um, but I will say this. What, what was, Who was the last MVP to win the Super Bowl? Not since Kurt Warner. It's Kurt Warner.
1: Yeah, I was, was going to say it's been so, some time since Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is gonna win it this year. You I think, think Aaron so. I think it's done deal. Yeah, yeah, and I think
0: uh, I think that MVP curse is probably real because Aaron Rodgers is not gonna be—he's uh, not winning Sunday. The Niners are winning this game Sunday. I feel very confident when, like now, like Leo, remember during the season you were like, "Oh here, hey, Hav, just hop on this train." I'm on the front of the train right now. We're going to release the NFC title game at the very least. We we spoke off air. We texted a couple times like, "Yo, am I crazy to think this team might make an NFC title game?" I did say that. Remember that?
1: This man went to one playoff game and he's calling Super Bowl. I My didn't say gosh. Super Bowl. You, I said NFC title you, game. Typical 49ers fan, but um, yeah, yeah, you did say that, and um, I, and I believe the the 49ers match up so well with this uh, bully ball that the that the Dallas Cowboys gave us. I appreciate you guys uh, for crying on national television. That that made a fun watch. Uh, definitely way better than watching Nickelodeon. Uh, you know, I'll take tears over slime any day of the opponent team. Uh, but yeah, this team, like I said, I guarantee that they cover the five and a half spread. If you're, if you're a betting man, jump on it jump on it, because it's definitely being covered.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, this is going to, this is going to be another great playoff game. Kyle Shanahan. Um, he deserves a ton of credit for this season, right? Um, I will admit when I'm wrong, was I wrong in how he, you know, criticizing the guy earlier on the season? Probably, right? He's turned this thing around. He should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year considering all the injuries they had to deal with. The circumstances around the team, um, some of them were self-created. But Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan winning a road playoff game is huge, right? Because part of the Harbaugh thing was him winning those road playoff games to get to... The NFC title game, right? They won, and the Super Bowl because he won the road game against Atlanta. He won in Green Bay. He won in Carolina. Like those are those are three huge playoff wins. So to get a road playoff win is, is is a is a big big deal. So hopefully Kyle can pull that out and get himself to four playoff wins, and then you know two on the road and two at home. That's gonna be that's just big stuff, right? And you've bought yourself some more time. You know, people early on in the season. Not you or I, but there were folks calling for this man's job. There were folks saying you shouldn't have extended him so early. Um, But this is why you extend a guy like this. You trust that he's going to get it right. He is smart. He's smarter than most coaches. Um, I had Cowboy fans in front of me like, man, if we had Kyle, we would be a better team. I'm like, well, you don't have Kyle, so thank God. Um, I would not want Mike McCarthy coaching the 49ers. Um, What do you think of the job Kyle has done since that start of the season that miserable start of the season
1: I think he's done a hell of a job since but if I'm being honest there is some some things on Sunday that made me scratch my head and that was the first one what was fourth and one you're at midfield I get what you know if you don't get it the percentages with that I understand but Jimmy Garoppolo it's 25 for 25 on QB sneaks on, on fourth and one, or when, when it's fourth and one, third and one, whatever the guys, 25 for 25 on the year, you go ahead and quarterback sneak that thing. You put this Dallas Cowboys team away. And, I, and it, it's always weird with Kyle Shanahan because when you want him to be conservative, he's not conservative. When you don't want him to be conservative that's when he is conservative so that part is kind of hard to judge there were just a just a little few out there that that made me scratch my head um I I saw some saying Trent Williams why do you motion Trent Williams out there that's just causing for no I had nothing wrong with that play call by Kyle Shanahan I think that was actually fantastic play design even though everybody thought it was uh QB sneak which it was it but it did give you the element of saying, OK, are they doing an outside zone uh, run play to the right side, putting Trent Williams and Tom Compton together there? Um, but ultimately, I think Kyle Shanahan's has done a hell of a job. And I don't think this team would be in the position they are without Kyle Shanahan. People say that about Jimmy Garoppolo, but you got to you know, keep it with Kyle Shanahan, too. It, there's, There's two sides to the story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This team doesn't get where they are without Kyle and without the, you know, growth of D'Amico Rhines in front of us. Um, and this team just collectively uh, getting their, you know, for lack of a better term, together um, after that Cardinals loss um, to beat the Rams and go on the run that they did. Uh, they're the hottest team in the NFL, right? They're flawed, right? They know how to mask their flaws. They know how to win with their flaws. Um so they, you know, they're a scary team. What was the, the, the word was all week? This is the team you don't want to play, right? Even though the national media was picking the Cowboys, a lot of them were hedging their bets saying this is a team you don't want to play. If you got to play them first round, you might lose. If you got to play them in a game where they can bully you around, you might lose. Um, this is a good matchup coming up. And if for the it's a divisional round game in Green Bay, cold weather. You know Kyle's going to want to limit the pass attempts for Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're going to get going up against a team that allows a lot of rush yards, a team that is ranked in the bottom third uh, in DVOA for rushing defense. This lines up very well for Kyle Shannon to run the ball uh, on the Green Bay Packers and hopefully maintain control, time and possession, and then get after Aaron Rodgers on defense, you know, to where the point where the Niners are up and you're forcing Green Bay to throw when they don't want to. So this is going to be a good one. Another team that I dislike, Brett Favre in my childhood. I uh, I enjoy when the 49ers beat the Packers, so hopefully we get this dub. Um, any final words before we get out of here, Leo?
1: If you love this team in the 90s, you wouldn't have it any other way. Go to Dallas, eliminate them from the season, go to Green Bay, knock them out as well. If you love and watch this team in the 90s, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is nostalgic and it could write for a very very storybook ending i'm waiting for either matt Mayoko or matt Barrows to write a book about this season if they could go ahead and knock <laughs> off the green bay packers that's for sure yeah. i just i just need a copy
0: if they get this done uh the nostalgia for the for the for those of us who grew up in the 90s and watched this, this team play then uh those battles between the cowboys and the packers were huge um and right now where they're one for one they got the cowboys out of here Let's go two for two. Let's get these Packers out of here. Uh, but as always, I'm Javi. That is Leo. Check us out on Twitter at Javierveg underscore. Check my guy Leo here out at
1: Leo Luna ninety three.
0: And then of course, make sure you're following everything at Niners Nation Podcast Network. I do apologize for my voice, but I was yelling my ass off at AT and T Stadium. I was talking a little bit of talking a little bit of mess, but I had to do what I had to do. Uh, Cowboys fans were getting a little reckless. I had to do what I had to do. Um, shout out to rob the producer and everyone at niners nation for all the support and you know this has been a great season it went from really bad to really good and now it's like we are on the cusp of something hopefully very special with this 49ers team um but until next monday or next tuesday when you hear from us hopefully we're talking about a 49ers victory and an nfc title appearance until then everyone stay safe enjoy the rest of the week go niners peace